Good day, everyone. My name is Vince Hawkins. And I'm Bill Bolden. And this is the Vince and Bill Podcast. And we are back after a sort a short siesta there. Uh, <laughs> uh, Vince last week was uh, doing a marriage retreat, which your opening kind of lent itself as you lifted up your wife yeah. in the opening part of your sermon. I sent her a little text like, well, I guess the marriage retreat went well. <laughs> That's right. Uh, but uh, welcome back, bro. It's and uh, boy, you came back in a big way today, taking on a text Mm -hmm. that deals all with the persecution that is now coming on the apostles Mm -hmm. uh, and coming in 3D effect. All of a sudden, they are taken from this obscure, you know, Peter's the one up preaching. People are getting baptized. Things are going. They run into the situation with Ananias and Sapphira, which Mm -hmm. we covered last week. And now... It is up against the authorities, and you just brought home what what just, I think, reminded us why we need to be so willing to lean into our faith, the, the quote, if you can call it this, the joy of being persecuted. Yeah, thank you. Um, yes, for sure. The, uh, the, yeah, we're in, you know, Acts chapter five there, the persecution's heating up, uh, some of the, you know, potential uh uh, dangerous of bringing so many people together from different backgrounds is heating up as we'll cover that next week as well. But yeah, we're just Acts chapter five, mainly 17 through 42. And it's where the apostles, all of them together this time, they end up getting arrested. They go to jail. Uh, it's an incredible scene, right? The, the, the council, it says they brought together the Sanhedrin, the, the chief priests. I mean, they've got them all together. This is a real showdown of sorts. And uh, it really is a pretty dramatic scene. Uh, really, it's it's it, well, it is movie worthy. It's upside down worthy, but uh, <laughs> yeah, it's it a really powerful, powerful scene. So yeah, it was fun to take on that text and um, learn some new things and and approach it um, the way we did. So, yeah, and yeah. you you anchored your uh, your sermon around four key points. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you started off with uh, the with responses. Uh, from different people. The first one that you highlighted was people responded by attacking yeah. the truth. Yeah, it's true. Yeah, I mean, because that's, I think, you know, whenever you, if you, if we're going to embrace the truth, and that's honestly, you almost can say any truth if you stand your ground. But I mean, we're talking about as disciples of Jesus, standing our ground uh, for Jesus. And uh, I was trying to be careful, like it's his truth. It's not my truth. It's that's not right. just truth. It's not... It's his truth. It's Jesus's truth. So people are attacking Jesus's truth. Uh, they're not attacking me. Uh, they may think they're fighting me, but they're really fighting Jesus. So uh, which Gamaliel obviously uh, brings up dramatically. Uh, and it's kind of might say the third segment of the sermon. But yeah, I mean, people are going to attack us um, if we if we if we continue to work and be and live um, Jesus is Lord and live these lives where we are proclaiming the name of Jesus and we are going to be attacked, but they are attacking him. They're attacking his truth. Right. So. And, and that is so empowering because we, we do live in at a time when everything's under attack, Yep, you yep. know, and, uh, and we're, we're at a time where if you do say no to mm-hmm. certain things, if mm-hmm. you do kind of take a stand about, something that you just kind of go, no, that's wrong. 
the 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 way our society is built now is that there's going to be attack which is which is a, a an incredible insight especially as you moved into your second point mm-hmm. which was the fact that even though there's an attack we see the apostles affirm the yeah. message yeah really they just sort of they uh, you know I, I said double down um that's kind of it was a buzz word a little bit in in the media at different points but they really do double down on this idea listen we told you before we must obey god and not men. We must obey God and not human beings. These guys were really about being obedient to God. And I love that they they just kept in front of them. We are obeying God. We are obeying God. We are obeying God. We're doing what God wants. And that, that had to, I mean, I just think about the intensity of just just think about the process. You're preaching, you're in jail. An angel gets you out of jail. The angel says, go back in the t- go back in the middle of the city and start preaching again. And they go, okay. So they go back, they're preaching again. And then they show up, they go, well, we kind of need you to come with us. And they don't, they don't resist. They go along. They don't start claiming their rights and fussing and fighting. And they right, just go right, right along. And, and they just said, you know, with all of these people gathered around, look, we have to obey God. We That's cannot right. obey men. That's you right. You can tell that they are, they feel like they don't have a choice. And I Amen. love, I love that they have, I love that deep conviction that I wish we had a choice, but we don't. We just can't help ourselves. So. Yeah. And I love, I love the fact that uh, there is one consistent message through through the book of Acts, but even even in the Gospel of Luke, uh, Luke is very clear on what he sees as the ultimate need for Rome, mm. and that's repentance and forgiveness. Yeah. And I th- I think one of the things that uh, that we'll discover as we keep going through the book of Acts, we're gonna always need to call people back to that basic truth. Uh, Jesus died, he rose from the dead, but the response, the call to that reality, to that news is always going to be the same. And again, I think that's the, that's the problem we're seeing in our society right now. No one knows how to repent. No one knows how to forgive. And so you can't blame one without the other. It's like, there is, there is an obvious lack of repentance and, and the culture around us, but worse there's an obvious lack of forgiveness. Mm. And so it's it's amazing that that as Luke was writing to his world, as he was given the full palette of whatever he wanted to choose to emphasize out of these uh these apostles, he always emphasizes the fact that Jesus taught, John taught repentance and forgiveness, Jesus taught repentance and forgiveness. Now Peter as the mouthpiece for the early church is teaching repentance and forgiveness. And this is going to carry on. And I love the fact that uh, that they they just, it really is. This is what, oh, when you're obedient to God, this is what you're going to talk about. I love that, Bill. I appreciate you bringing it up. I think you're so spot on. I think, you know, one of the things that we are facing in this time of just everything is relative, you know, um, because everyone does want to say, well, your truth is your truth. And really what we're up against is, you know, so you're saying no one needs to change. Right. I mean, we all need to change and be transformed. And and this is about his truth. It's not my truth. It's not just truth. It's his 
Jesus is truth. So, but I love that you're exactly right. That repentance, uh, you know, the 180 that we talk about, right? The first word of the New Testament, as we talk about, as Ed, Ed Anton says in his book on repentance. Um, but uh, that that change, not just mind change, but heart change. And right. but I love to. You're right. That's a, the 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 forgiveness part of it is really important because. You're right. That 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 we are facing that today, where we have a hard time forgiving. I mean, we are willing to go back and put on trial people, <laughs> things, situations from thirty, forty, a hundred, hundred fifty, two hundred years ago. We're going to put that on trial. We're not going to forgive. We're just going to condemn yeah. it, blame. We're going to state. We're going to get angry about something. It's a burden that none of us could bear. So not, don't forgive. Let's get angry. Let's get more riled up about it. And so right. I think we these are these are important themes for us as Christians. We certainly need to acknowledge all the hurts and pains and all of those things. But when we spend a lot of time dwelling on those things, they really do just distract us from our own need to change and repent and this reality of forgiveness jesus doesn't do that to us all right right and i'm gonna put you on trial for everything you did every stupid thought you know and i'm like i'm just gonna hold you to that you know forever yeah so well and i think and i think as a church i i love the fact that you brought up the third point avoidance yeah because that's that's where we kind of feel ourselves getting a little soft yeah and in the truth, we, we find this is where we retreat to because there's only one voice of reason yeah. uh, in this story. Mm. And that's uh, that's Gamaliel's response mm. uh, to to this uh, very logical, very well thought out, well spoken. Uh, you know, everyone that has lived through the upside down generation, we automatically go, cause you might be fighting God. You know, we sing that in the shower for years because we wanted to be able to sing like that. But, but the danger of living in that space Mm -hmm. is that you're avoiding stepping into the light or stepping full on into the dark. Yeah, it's true. Uh, you know, I think um, yeah, Gamal- Gamaliel was a definitely an important figure, well respected. You know, I-, I think he, in a sense, you might look at this and go, "Wow, man, well, he saved the apostles." And I-, I don't really know that these guys expected or cared that much. <laughs> they were really ready to die. They go, okay, we're we're, we're yeah. dead. We're done. You know, we're. We're going to be with Jesus, and I think they were good with it. So Yeah, I kept uh, thinking of uh, early church father Ignatius writing to the churches in Rome, don't pray for my deliverance. <laughs> I want to die. <laughs> you know, I could see the apostles going, I think death would be better. <laughs> Much better. That's right. So what's waiting is awaiting is a flogging, right? So, <laughs> But um, no, no, you're right. I think, you know, that... Uh, really appropriately eloquently academically educationally takes the nice middle ground gets things to calm down a little bit certainly doesn't get the Sadducees to change their hearts right (laughs) at all so um and then you know the apostles weren't really even in the room so I don't know when they came back in if they knew what happened 
they clearly had no intent of stopping doing what they were going to do That's because right. we're just going to keep. But I think it's really interesting to see that you really do have to get off the fence. You got to take a side and when it comes to Jesus. There are things for which we probably don't need to take sides on. There are, you know, but when it comes to Jesus, when it comes to his name, when it comes to Jesus being Lord, we have to get on one side or another. That's a place where we cannot be on the fence. Amen. And uh, yeah. Well, and what a what a beautiful ending to this story was how the apostles really interpreted their situation. And uh, you got to forgive me. I, I, I'm actually drawing a blank on what the fourth... announce. That's yeah. right. That's yeah, right. They just uh, went out and they announced the uh, the word. And I think that's really what a what a what a great crescendo because it closes there with saying, you know, in the te- in the uh, in the temple courts from house to house, they never stop proclaiming yeah, that's that good. Jesus is the Messiah. Well, yeah. and the thing that I love uh, about this story, and uh, we got a chance to wrestle with this in our quiet time on, on Thursday, uh, you know, cause you know, that group is just, they're ballers. Yes. I mean, they yes, notice they everything are. is that they're throughout this entire text. You hear about the apostles teaching, mm. teaching, mm. teaching, mm. teaching. And then it ends with teaching and proclaiming. Yeah. Uh, and, and what I love about that is that you see that in this moment, that these four truths, this, uh, this sense of attack, uh, affirm, avoid, or announce, you, you see this isn't just an apostle thing. Yeah. Because the fact that I think Luke is very specific about the fact that they were teaching means that they were giving their, their insights and understanding mm-hmm. about Jesus to people. Yep. And then those people... We're starting to tell other people, right. which is how the teaching of Jesus fills a temple, fills a city, fills a time, and how it every day in the temple courts, they did not cease teaching. Yeah. And then because you're teaching, you get to the place where you can proclaim. And yeah, this is yeah. where I think just as regular church members. Yeah. You know, what are we called to do? Do we all have to be like Vince? Man, it'd be awesome if we could be. Mm-hmm. Do we all have to be these these great proclaimers? Man, it would be awesome if we could be. But God's like, no, you just got to take the, the basic truths, mm-hmm. take the basic teachings, and then share those. So true. So true. I mean, obviously, you know, one of the complaints they have, you have filled right. Jerusalem. With this teaching. Well, these 12 guys didn't fill Jerusalem. <laughs> you know I mean? They were the spark. But trust me, the word was out. They, you know, they, they didn't go from 3,000 to 5,000 because the apostles were doing all of the baptizing. That's right. The, it was growing because everyone that heard, that were near, that caught wind, they were themselves going out and proclaiming this. The apostles stood as a as a they were a nice model that's uh, right for the time but this thing was is about to blow up there's getting ready to be a great scattering which you and I've talked about yep god is uh, i believe god is all about gathering to scatter you know what i mean so he has gathered the people to jerusalem they are getting trained they're getting equipped but they must scatter we must go. We must announce. We must proclaim. We have to. This That's is what right. we have to be about. And I think, you know, this is not just about 
driving up the numbers of the church, but it really is, it is who God is. He is about spreading, you know, his plan. He's a missional God. He's on a mission and we're either on the same mission with him, okay, or we're not. So hopefully we will embrace this, myself, you, all of us, and um, we will join God in this incredible mission because he cares so much about souls, he died for them. That's right. And with this last thought, uh, if you're out there and you're listening to this, maybe you stumbled upon this show uh, and you're feeling scattered. Yeah. Well, we want to invite you to come in. Come on. Uh, we want you to listen to the sermons. But more than that, we want you to be able to connect with brothers and sisters. Uh, if you're uh, if you're if you're a part of the congregation and you're you're just kind of taking this all in, we want you to really feel empowered to share what you know and to give that away because right now the wor- as uh, as Vince pointed out in the sermon it did such a powerful job talking about what the things going on as sin is becoming more and more public and accepted uh, our our stance needs to be one of compassion mm-hmm, <laughs> but mm-hmm, not mm-hmm. compliance that's right that's and right. we have to speak truth uh, we need to be a people who who embrace the message of repentance and forgiveness. We need to model that in one another, and we need to give that away as much as possible. Amen. Vince, bro, thank you so much for Amen. the sermon today. It was, it was awesome. My wife was blowing me up uh, in the text, like going, man, this was a good one. Uh, this is one I hope people listen to. Uh, I think this is what the leaders need to grab onto, and uh, and something that I'm, I'm for sure my girls who are in college. This is one I'm going to want them to listen to uh, because it, it it edifies, but it also makes the news of what they were going through good news. Well, I think we're coming out of COVID here. I, I mean, I don't know if we're coming out, but you know, we're we're get, we're getting <laughs> as as we some semblance of <laughs> normality back. I, I do think that people are open. People want this. Uh, people are, yeah, people who want answers. And I think that, you know, God, there is something God is doing uh, always. And, and it, it is always related to more and more people uh, following him. And Amen. so we got to get on board with that. Um, I got to stop whining and complaining about whatever, you know, <laughs> just uh, and just say, you know what, let me get focus. Let me get focused on the things I need to be focused on um, so that I can be my best for him. We got to obey God. Yep. Rather than that. Come on. Awesome. Hey, it's good to be with you guys today. I'm Vince. And I'm Bill. And uh, we're signing off for this week. Good day, y'all.